0: Uh, I understand that uh, you did a, a review of uh, the ethics, uh, ethical practices, and uh, you'd identified some loopholes. Can you I- explain?
1: Yes. In actual fact, we have a responsibility, as says, on an annual basis to review our code of ethics, and we have done that review. And on, we have done the review on the basis of the number of complaints that we're getting, which we discover that some of the things may not be clear on the Code of Conduct, on the Code of Ethics, basically. I could cite one example. We have received cases last year in the last financial year of of teachers showing pornographic material to learners and so on, and that was not captured clearly on the Code of Ethics. We have added a clause that speaks to that aspect in specific.
0: Uh, the one thing that you did do, which I think was quite impressive in terms of getting uh, teachers uh, registered, uh, but again, the, the fact that you've come across a big problem with uh, fraudulent uh, documentation and uh, qualifications, it must have been a, a massive uh, piece of work for you because I understand that, uh, you know, more people also sign up to the um, continuing professional teacher development system than before. You must have been very, very busy.
1: In actual fact, that has been the most worrying thing to counsel with the number of fraudulent qualifications that we have been picking up. The stories about the University of Zululand, where people are alleged, alleging to be buying qualifications from universities. And we are glad that we are working with the University of Zululand, the Walter Sisulu University, UNISA as, as an institution, to try and verify all qualifications that came out of those institutions, and also working with the South African Qualifications Authority. But we're saying the phenomenon of fraudulent qualifications has put us on a serious spot as content and that's why we are deploying all our resources to ensure that we go into the bottom to the bottom of this matter. And we are calling on employers, SGP's, your departments of education to come to the party and assist the professional council in ensuring that we reach the profession of all those people that are fraudulently teaching currently without any teaching qualification. We applaud the efforts of the Limpopo Department of Education, where we have managed to pick up that one teacher. We were dealing with a teacher who has been in the service for almost 20 years and only to discover this late that the person never had a professional qualification we are calling on every member of society if there's any suspicion of a teacher teaching there without a proper qualification please get in touch with your professional policy so that we're able to arrest this matter and we report these people to the relevant authorities.
0: One of the ways uh, people, of course, could uh, get away with uh, having fraudulent uh, qualifications is if they have uh, someone who they know within a school, within a department. And that was one of the big allegations, a big problem which came out uh, before. Is the, you know the whole job for friends thing. I mean, how how much are the, those two problems linked to the fraudulent qualifications and uh, you know people getting employment through the back door, so to speak?
1: It starts from universities or institutions of higher learning, like I've cited the case of University of Zululand, Unisa, successful university. It begins there. That because people are able to get these fraudulent qualification, then when they are applying for posts, the departments will believe they verify the qualifications, and some find them authentic because people have got them from the institutions of higher learning. That is why I was saying it should be everybody's responsibility. People who are training teachers. People who are employing teachers, let's all work together to verify the authenticity of qualifications that people bring for employment. And those people who are involved in these corrupt activities, of employing people who do not qualify, of giving people qualifications who do not qualify, we are saying as council, let that practice stop. Or we are saying we are on that trail and we would approach our education system of the small practice.
0: When you have a a good teacher, you want to retain them, you want to keep them uh, happy in their job, you want them to develop professionally, you do have that uh, CPTD system, which I understand most of the teachers are registered on, which is good news, but some uh, clearly need to start actually using it. But in terms of the way some people sort of come into education and perhaps use it as a stepping stone to work in, uh, move into politics, uh, to move into the Department of Education, that kind of thing, In terms of retention of uh, teachers, I mean, is that an issue which uh, needs to be addressed?
1: In Oxford, I think that's more of a Department of Education that could be able to respond to that question directly. But we believe it's important as a nation that we retain the experience that our teachers are gathering over the years and the say seven having called on teachers to participate in the CPTD program. It's because we believe that teachers participating in the program would be able to hone their skills, would be able to develop more skills so that our learners at the end of the day benefit out of it. We are therefore saying it is important that we look at all aspects of how best we retain our teachers. We had in the previous two years a very nasty situation where teachers were resigning. From the system, and we are saying we need to do all in our power as a country to make sure that those teachers that are in the system are retained in the system for the benefit of the nation and its future generations.
0: is uh, the SAS communications manager, the South African Council for Educators uh, identified a number of code violations in its annual report for 2015-2016, which it released today.